What's up, Familia? Dayspring here, and we have a very special episode of Power of X-Men. I have been obsessed with our guests for, I, I want to say, a lot, of, a lot of years at this point. I was going to say decades, but I don't think you've been doing this for decades. We have an incredible Marvel Legends customizer. You've undoubtedly seen his work online because there's no mistaking he has a signature style that just elevates the look of legends we have phoenix force creations on the podcast today hello guys how oh my god mike i cannot believe i am finally (laughs) okay can i tell you that for years I have seen your customs online. Everyone always sends them to me. Even people who don't follow X-Men, who don't collect Marvel Legends, they'll be like, oh, I saw this online and I thought of you. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm honored. So how long have you been customizing Marvel Legends? Okay, uh, it's a very long time. I'm an old guy, you know. Uh, you I started old uh... at all. I started customizing when I was in high school. I think I was about 15 or 16. I, I'm reading these wizard magazines and toy fair. So, I used to work there. Oh, wow. So uh, I, I'm collecting the Toy Biz ones, the five inch before. So uh, there are, they, they lack the female characters that we love. So uh, they got Storm, they got Rogue, but, but there's no Jean Grey. So. Okay, I, I need to make a jingle to complete my my team. So I, I bought an invisible woman. I don't know the materials before, so I just use hardware materials, animal paints, and experimented on it. And then I, I'm reading Wizard Magazine, and I saw that people do this, customizing. So I just heard, oh, they use potty, they use paint. So I don't know where to buy them, so I just bought from the hardware. And I think I was happy with my first one, but I lost it already. Wait, what was what was the first? So it was Jean, but what iteration of Jean? Was it her 90s costume? It was the 90s costume because of the animated series. So uh, I had the other guys for, uh, from the Toy Biz line in the animated series. Just Jean Grey lacking. They had Phoenix before, but she's hard to find back then. So it's so funny. when I remember when Phoenix came out on the, on the Toy Biz line, I was looking everywhere for her and I found her at KB Toys and I made them put one of her behind the counter. And yeah, that was the only way you were able to get it. And I had to go rushing in and I'd be like, hey, you have a Jean Grey Phoenix for me. Like, it was... <laughs> yeah, when, when you when, when I don't have money yet and I saw this, I'm going to put it behind <laughs> the other figures. I maybe what? ask the the staff uh, keep it for me for a while or my favorite was when you go up to them like do you have any in the back and you would make the staff <laughs> go in the back yeah but i i love that era of collecting because there was a discoverability at that time because you you did have to read wizard magazine you had to yeah, read toy fair I... it's not like the internet now where we have pulsecon and you get the information there you actually yes, had to fast. wait you had to wait a month to get that that issue of wizard or toy fair and look in the sections where they were announcing figures yeah they're announcing the fig- the coming figures and then they also have the price lists the yeah. rarity can i and they also feature customs yeah they did yeah, feature that's a where lot of i great got my inspiration did you wait? I, I want to ask because I discovered the She Force wave where we would get that figure of Jean Grey 
uh, th- that was Domino, but repainted in the nineties. Yeah, they they do a lot of that redeco. Yeah, how Just did you redeco feel about another... that? I didn't like it so much because they could have just made a new figure, but they just keep repeating. It's, it feels the same. So it's it's like a costume, but since it's a toy company, I, I was expecting they're gonna create something that's really for the character. Instead of just repainting it, because when you put it together, they, they look the same. They're like sisters in just different outfits. They do. They're like it, it's the real Madeline and Jean. <laughs> it's Domino and 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 and, and, Jean. The, and the problem with the Domino because she has this strap, so yeah. it's not very accurate. Unlike if you use a plain body, yeah, the the red decoration is uh, looks better. They did it on the, the later parts with Electra. And uh, Invisible Woman figure, too. Yeah, we, we got a lot. You know, I look back on those redeco, repainted figures. I, I look at them fondly. Do you remember the Rogue slash Polaris one? Oh, yeah, that, that's, that works. That works. <laughs> I like that one. It works. Because they have the same, uh, you know, type of, almost the same type of outfits. Yeah, the 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 '90s Jean Domino figure. I remember it had even like blue missiles that you attached to her legs. Yeah, so that that was weird for Jean. Because yeah. why would she have all this tech? Because <laughs> Jean can freaking uh, levitate. But anyway, <laughs> okay. So you're you you wanted a Jean Grey figure, and obviously we wouldn't get one in her '90s form for for a long time. Can I ask what was it? about gene that you loved so much upon first seeing okay the why why did you need why did you need a gene figure is what I, why, why why tell us about why she was well, first first because i want i want my uh my 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 roster to be complete and then you can't have uh when you don't have gene great it's like really lacking the you know she's the heart of the x-men you know she's the one who say being saved or she's the one that's doing all the the support stuff in from the cartoons and then uh i started to love jean gray because uh you know i i feel you know when we're teenagers you, know, you have this feeling that you're left out or weird because she she, she was always, always considered the weak the weakest in the in the x-men team because she's the damsel in distress and then she became stronger under her own right and i was able to read some comics and then Saw the difference from the cartoons in the comics. In the comics, she's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. I, I read that issue where she she threw Sabretooth. I from, love uh, that a, issue. A cliff, a cliff. Oh, uh, and I and I realized Jean Grey is that powerful and badass. She's not like in in the in the cartoons that that faints a lot. <laughs> no, you know. So so I, I kind of related. Uh, okay, I like this one. She's my favorite because. Uh, She's like a dark horse, so she started like a weak, a weak character. But uh, she helps the team, she supports the team, and then she became stronger and more powerful. And then uh, it started from there. So it's a history. Uh, since uh, Jean Grey is a rare figure to find back then, so it's it became a challenge for me. So uh, I'm gonna do custom Jean Grays, and then. G- Whenever there's a Jean Grey figure, I had to get her because she's a rare find. Something like that. So, 
I, I love everything you said because that's the reason why I love Jean. In fact, I'm going to say, I'm going to sound like a crazy Jean Stan. I hate it when people make fun that she fainted so much in the, <laughs> in the animated show because that, that, that wasn't an accurate representation of Jean. And also, totally not, not. not great for female representation, by the way. I mean, you have Storm and Rogue on it, so I will, I will give the series that, of course. But my yeah. one thing that's always irritated me is that people love to make fun of her fainting. I'm like, no, I. So I. She I made her. They made her like the. We have to have a damsel in distress at Cyclops and Wolverine fights about. It's really bad representation for her. Yeah. No. What? Thank you. Thank you for being my Jean Grey <laughs> twin. Thank you so much. I, I'll be Domino, and you can be Jean. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, one one of the things that just I I think when I look back on that time is that I I did not. I, I, until we got to the Phoenix Saga, I wasn't exactly wild about how she was represented. But reading the comic books and finding out about the Phoenix, about Madeline and her story, that's what ignited my passion for her. So my my next question for you is, is there a specific comic of Jean that drew you to her that you love so much? Oh, okay. Uh there's a lot, you know, there's a lot. <laughs> That's my Oprah question. <laughs> there's a lot. So, but uh, I, I, I took the, the pseudonym Phoenix Force Creations when I was playing Heroclix. And Jean Grey and the Phoenix, she, she was, I think she was dead at that time already. She died from the Morrison run, right? Yeah. And then I read, re read this arc, Phoenix and Song. Oh, so I really, really love that Phoenix arc. Song here. I really love that arc, and then it went to "Here Comes Tomorrow," which is yeah. so much more uh, eye-opening for me about the White Hot Room and that yeah. Jean Grey and Phoenix are one, and that she's that powerful, and that she can do these things like a yeah. goddess. So that's where I'm more solidified as a Jean Grey Phoenix. We we uh, are fact. truly we are truly great much <laughs> because first of all, here comes tomorrow is probably one of my favorite X Men stories. Period, but one of my favorite Jean Grey stories. And then the fact that we get Phoenix and Song afterwards, where she comes back to Earth and she realizes she has to then go back to the White. Oh, it's so beautiful. We talk about here comes tomorrow and Phoenix and Song all the time on this podcast. Oh yeah, and they also released the. The handbook, Phoenix Force handbook, and then the, all the details are there, like White Phoenix and then Hope. And then they really put a lot of details on uh, Jean as a White Phoenix, as she's the strongest yeah. uh, form, like uh, the strongest avatar uh, host, connect, uh, I mean, combination. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, uh, back then, I believe that uh, there's a Jean Grey always in the white hot room, in the nexus of realities, outside of every reality there is. So she's always there. So, she's always there, there waiting for Jean... herself to arrive. Yes. And, and there's a Jean Grey in a uh, different light. It's just like her physical manifestation in that uh, timeline or that world. But she's always there. It, it could all, all, she, she'll be, uh, she, she could be the one who gave herself the phoenix power in the first place i Maybe love that there i so okay so mike you are you make the most sense to me right now because i'm like one of my big things right now is 
that Jean was in the White Hot Room and now she's back on Earth and she doesn't talk about her time on the White Hot Room, nor does it seem like she remembers it. But in Morrison's new X-Men, they specifically wrote, you are always in the White Hot Room waiting for yourself to arrive. So the fact that Jean has transcended time and space is in the White Hot Room as White Phoenix, but then there is a Jean on Earth who can you know, get reborn. I love that. And they're one in the same because that is just... One of the Phoenix mysteries out there. I, you have made my morning. I want you on the podcast like <laughs> every day going forward. <laughs> yeah, the averaging great issue. I every, love to. Yeah. Well, we will. We will happily. I think once the series is over, and I think once the series is over, let's have you back so we can have like a retrospective look on it. But okay, so pulling the thread of you customizing that first figure. So you ended up collecting. Um, the five-inch figures from Toy Biz. Did you ever take a break from collecting figures until Marvel Legends? Like, did you just? Uh, yeah, from... I did. Yeah, tell me about that. Uh, yeah, I did when I was in college. So I think the, the Toy Biz line is starting to die down. Yeah, the the five-inch ones, and then uh, there was uh, when the first line was introduced to Marvel Legends. It was only Thor. You know, the basic. Marvel character, oh, Captain yeah. America, and Elektra. So until 2004, I think, uh, I was working in a hobby shop. And then uh, someone, I, I was painting miniatures. And then someone uh, discovered me to to be, uh, he became my client to do miniatures of hero clicks, custom hero clicks. And then he asked if I can convert this Elektra action figure into Sila. So... Really liked it, and then it started there. I do. I'm doing a lot of customs for him from that Toy Biz female Marvel Legends line because a, a lot of female characters haven't been produced in that Toy Biz Marvel Legends line. So I'm doing it for him, and I think he was selling it somewhere. I don't know. So uh, there was a time uh, I, I wasn't collecting back then, not yet. Until uh, there were more characters like Storm. Uh, who was it? Storm, uh, Iceman, Storm, Kitty Pryde. I think it was uh, when there, when there were the uh, Astonishing X Men was complete. Okay, so around two thousand and six, we because we got Kitty Pride uh, for us here in the states. We got Kitty Pride via the Walmart wave, and that was her astonishing. And then we got Iceman and Storm in series seven. I believe of Marvel Legends Toy Biz, so uh, yeah, we, we, then, we probably have a very different distribution schedule, though. Yeah, I think so. I'm just buying a few that I like, and then uh, when uh, okay, here when Hasbro was starting to take over, they they uh, produced the 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 last stand one. It looks bad, but I know I can fix it, so I was excited to have it. Oh, so the, I bought it. The Jean Grey, and then, the last stand one, right? The Jean Grey? The, the last stand one. The, the, the sculpt is good, really. It's actually good. The sculpt is good. It's just the paint of the face. Uh, it's like, you know, the, the eyebrows are too high, something like that. So, But I, I, I was able to fix it. So it's not a problem for me. And then uh, there was this Emma who's really thin. Oh, we so, know uh, that Emma. Trust. Trust we have discussed uh, that Emma she's, to she's, death. She's the, she's the last... The, the last piece for the Astonishing team. And then I made the custom of that to to change the head. So, 
uh, we displayed it in a convention. So uh, from then, I, I got excited to buy the the other X Men, mm -hmm. and then uh, I started also buying the other movie figures like the Fantastic Four, uh, Ghost Rider, the 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 the, the 2000s Marvel movies figures because I, I like those. I love that Fantastic Four. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. I love Jessica Alba as Invisible Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what yeah. anyone says. I will die on that hill. I like her too, yeah. <laughs> uh, too bad they didn't have the third movie. And then uh, I, I got the others like uh, Tobey Maguire, etc., etc. And then yeah. I think uh, I had the hiatus again because I was more concentrating on Heroclix. And then uh, after I had those movie figures, so I was concentrating on Heroclix. And then until 2011, 2010, there, uh, it's the rise of the Marvel Universe line, the four inch ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's like the replacement for Marvel Legends for a time. Yeah, no, so you're absolutely up. right. You're. Thank you for remembering. But people forget we lost <laughs> Legends for a while, and then we had the yeah, return I, of Marvel Legends. But we had the I, Marvel Universe line in the interim. Yeah, and what what got me to the Marvel Universe line is when they released the two pack of Cyclops and Dark Phoenix. So always yes! Dark Phoenix. Yes! It's always Phoenix that jump starts me into buying <laughs> into buying uh, toys again. So when I bought them. So, oh, I mean, uh, this is a customizable body because it's plain and you just change the accessory. So, uh, I bought a Miss Marvel, made it into a, a white phoenix. And then, and then when there are more coming out, I, I and they're cheaper uh, at the time. So, like, less than $20, like maybe $12, something like that. So, yeah, I well, bought a lot. Like and and every time there's... Yeah, it's like twenty five now or something. So when I, when there's uh, new characters coming out, I buy and buy all of them. So I I have more of these uh, Marvel Universe line because they're easy to play with. They're small, easy to store, easier to customize, and then you could create dioramas for them. So I was able to make a lot of costumes from those, and then I'm I was displaying them in a convention. I made the uh, I I can I think this is something. Of how small it is. Wait, let me let me spotlight this. Hang on, hang on. Let me spotlight this. Boom. Okay. Oh my God! Wow, that you're so talented. She's just it, missing her stash. She's just missing. But is that a Fomka face? Did you give her a Fomka yeah, face? Yeah, I tried. I tried <laughs> to copy. I love how you're like. I you tried, know? and it looks identical to Fomka. No, <laughs> oh, not thank at you. all. You're so. I mean, Mike, we're going to get into it a little bit more, too, but you're so talented. I love it. I, it just Okay. Oh. So from the Marvel Universe, uh, so it was dying again because there are already more characters out. And then there's the return of Marvel Legends. So they started again with Thor. And oh. then I think it was 2014 when Jean Grey was released. Yeah, the Rocket Raccoon Wave. It was twenty. Yeah, and I was excited again. Okay, there's a new Jean Grey. Yeah, and so I have 90s. to buy it in her nineties. And I and I and there, so I bought her again, and then I got excited to to return to Marvel Legends as well, yeah, the, because the the molds were starting to get better at that time. Yeah, they so, were, they uh, were. Although she kind of has like a blank face, that Jean Grey kind of has like a blank face. Yeah, but, uh, th that wasn't a problem for me anymore back then because. Okay, uh, 
I can fix this. So I had a few uh, makeovers that I did for that figure. Uh, and with and you face. were posting it online. You were posting that on Facebook, right? Yes. Because Facebook. I I remember my husband showed me. They were like, "Oh, look at this guy who was able to redo Jean's face." Because I was I was talking about the face, and I believe that's the first time I came across your work was for that Rocket oh, Raccoon Jean. If I'm remembering I yeah, I also made a ponytail version of that uh, head for uh, a client. And yeah, so uh, I waited for the others like uh, year after year. Uh, who was the next one? I think it's, it was Wolverine. Yeah. And then uh, Rogue and Cyclops. Yeah. And then yeah. Beast, Jubilee, Gambit. Yeah. I think the last ones were Storm. We we've had such a we we we're very spoiled with legends now. But that Rocket Raccoon wave, the return of Marvel Legends with like Hope Summers, that was like the herald of everything we're getting today, which is really nice. Do you? Yeah. Do you have a favorite Marvel Legends? Like, have you ever gotten whoever the character is? Have you gotten a Legends and you're like, you know what? This is so perfect. I don't have to do anything with him. Just gonna leave it on my shelf. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Don't okay, disrupt your uh, collection. Don't disrupt your collection. I know them enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. But but you know, uh, I I always have this model that uh, yeah. you can I can make it better. Uh, there's always room for improvement. Okay, that's fair. So so because uh, uh one of my friends uh late friends who challenged me like I, I posted my Marvel Universe collection and then he commented like what if all of those are customized so it I got that got me thinking that what if I customize all of my collection and then when I did a lot of them and I was displaying them at conventions and then I got really more inspired that my goal is to have a collection that are all customized and modified in a way in my per with my personal liking so if I if I have time, I will repaint at least the face and then change the hair, do some mods on the body or, or repaint it so that it will be unique to me uh, from the rest of other people's collections. Because when when they post it, it's the same. Like when when I post, uh, let's say I post this uh, uncustomized ones, it's the same as theirs. So I want my collection to be really different from the others <laughs> you know if you get what i mean no i do and and, and i have to tell you i i just i love all the figures you post i mean i am biased because you're my you're my gene <laughs> gray twin so i'm already everything you do i naturally like but you have such a distinct style could you could you unpack what your approach is Oh, okay. With the face and the hair is beautiful. I mean, you. Okay, you, okay. Everyone always talks about how beautiful your hair, the the hair you do is. I mean, your hair is oh, beautiful too, you. but also, but also the hair <laughs> on your figures. Thank you. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I was watching like these uh model shows. You know, I, I'm looking at model photography, the posing, the makeup, because when I'm painting female, I I have to make it. Beautiful or fabulous. Yeah. So that fabulous includes the hair, the hair, the makeup, the posing. Yeah. So 
uh, I, ha I I studied those. I studied different. So it, it's not just like painting the face like, oh, it paint, improve it better. It has to have uh, a distinct, uh, what they call this, uh, character to it. Like uh, it has a, a, a unique look to it that's not plain or like common. So it it needs to bring some slay thing, you know. It, uh, it, it, it needs to slay. It needs a yassified. So, yeah, it needs to it, slay. Yeah, something like that. It has to have this particular look that yeah, vogue vogue look like I'm beautiful or or like this is fashion something like yeah. that. So I want my figures to have that evoke that look that like it's a fashion magazine photo shoot or something. That they are really gorgeous. So it's not always red lips. It's not always the same eyeshadow or contour for the face. It has to have character. Like if it's rogue, it has to have a different makeup. It's storm, it has to have a different makeup that should match their outfits. Like uh let's say a Savage Land Rogue is has a different makeup to Picnic Rogue. Yeah. Or no, Dark I... Phoenix should have a different makeup than White Phoenix. Dark Phoenix should have less very vixen, salty, evil face, but still beautiful, like an evil queen, something like that. <laughs> but if it's White Phoenix, it should be like a divine, very uh, awe-inspiring look of a goddess that's not evil looking at all. I, something like that. If it's so Green much. Phoenix, it's like a pretty... Uh, charming, like a, a gentle look to her face. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted to have their faces with a distinction, and the hair would like uh, bring the the character or the it's it's like giving more life to it. It's like I want the hairs on my action figures to have like more action. Yeah, especially more the comic book. More, it's like when they're moving, the hair is always flowing. Like in the comics, if they're in action, the hair always flows beautifully so uh, it like it's like expressing my my heart's desires or something like dancing something like that my, my mind is dancing so my hair are dancing to something <laughs> like that it's hard but, to explain no 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 i get it 100 I, i'm looking at photos as you were talking i was looking at the photos online that i have saved i have a folder dedicated to you on my dropbox and oh, thank you. I see I see the differences between I mean Jean, Dark Phoenix, White Phoenix, Green Phoenix, she's very somber. But what what I love about what you just said, and I think it's the reason why your customs speak so much. I mean, me from the ashes, we love your work so much. Other people always DM me your work and I think it's because of what you were just saying right now, which is you're manifesting your heart's desire, your love for the for the character, for how it is. And that is so apparent in all the customs you do from from hope to your 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 morph figure, right? You've done a morph and it <laughs> yeah. looks you understand the characters. So you're not just customizing. You're not just putting a figure together. You're really thinking about the character, what makes sense for the characters, and what excites you for the character. And that is that is why you have been doing this since the Rocket Raccoon Wave with Marvel Legends. Um, <laughs> and why we are here today talking about it. It's, it's just next level. 
Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't stop gushing over you. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have to ask because you put so much time and effort has, have you ever done official work for, for Hasbro or any of the Marvel lines Have people ever reached out to you and been like, wow, your, your work is next level. Can we have you as oh, a consultant? Yeah. Before uh, it was in the Heroclix line, yeah, uh, I did master paints for them. But right now, I think Hasbro is looking more for the 3D 3D sculptors. So gotcha. that's uh, I, I'm not into that yet, but I'm gonna study it soon. So right now, I re I really love the traditional way of doing things, like uh, sculpting it by hand, sculpting the hair by hand, painting them by hand. So it gives me sort of a challenge, but uh, eventually. I will learn 3D sculpting, and who knows? Maybe they'll approach me. Wait, is eventually. that? I don't. I I don't know how figures are. I should know this, but I don't know how figures are made or how they have been made historically. Recently, recently, uh, uh I follow a few accounts uh, that they're uh, doing 3D sculpts for the Hasbro, and I think I just suspect that they get inspiration from many customizers. Because the hair is evolving, <laughs> the face is evolving. There are some hairs it out there right figures. now that look I know. a lot. They look suspiciously. I, I'm not claiming it's from me because <laughs> there are a lot of uh, other customizers that does the same thing as me, like uh, Christina Cruz, mass custom figures, and many more. Uh, they're really good. So I think. Hasbro's taking notes from customizer and they don't even have to pay them. <laughs> they say they just get these ideas and then ask someone who can 3D, can you do this? I think they get they pay cheaper by that way. Interesting. Interesting. So the way the 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 industry has moved has all I I know about 3D rendering, I guess. I've never really thought about it, but so they 3D render and then what it gets printed on a 3D printer? Is that how it happens? They have a 3D rendering and then I think they have machines that, that prints the parts and gotcha. then they're they print the parts. Uh I, I think the articulation is also by computer. So they, they have a 3D wow. of the body and then they, they have a program to put the joints there. So okay. it will be separated, and then each part will be printed, and then there's a an assembly line. I think uh, before the assembly, there's the paint first, and then the faces are digitally printed as well. Now the faces are recent faces are like it's the astonishing cycles and MOA. Well, the faces are good. The new Black Widow, it's like stickers, but they're printed on it. So the disadvantage is that when you look closer, they're like dots. Wow, interesting. But but they they look good from afar. Yeah, I compared wow. to the rocket raccoon wave with, with where the eyes are like fish eyes and they're here and here. Yes, Misty Knight. We just talked about it with Misty Knights. That Misty Knight figure we got. She her eyes are everywhere, and it's like no. <laughs> yeah, I also fixed a lot of Misty Knights back then. <laughs> I should have hit you up for the Misty Knights. Okay. I'm going to ask you a lightning round of some Jean Grey questions. Are okay. you ready? Okay. okay. All right. Are you ready? Cyclops with Jean or Cyclops with Emma? Cyclops with Jean. Ah, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Cyclops with Emma because I love. I, 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 I was a fan too. 
Yeah, I like their dynamic. But if Genie's back, Cyclops should be with Genie. That's fair. You know what? That is a very fair argument. Okay. Sophie Turner or Famke Johnson? Famke all the way. I know. <laughs> no, no shade to Sansa because I don't think Sophie Turner did a bad job. I just don't think it was a particularly good script for her. And I, and feel I also think that uh, we didn't have enough time to connect or invest feelings to her as Jean Grey. Unlike with Famke, uh, during our younger days, she's the Jean Grey we saw in the live action, and then she had a lot of more movies that we were able to connect to her character or to her playing the role. And then, but but I also like her style of portraying Jean Grey. It's like very natural, very subtle. Like she's a really good actress. Like she portrays her without overacting or very. You know, a very expressive, but you know, you 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 kind of feel or connect just with her facial expressions alone, like with her eyes, or how she's react without speaking, and then even her last stand uh, portrayal is really good. It's like she doesn't even need to move her finger to to do some terrible damage with her power, and then her face. But you, you see the raw energy from her face without her speaking a word. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I saw her first from the James Bond, from the James Bond, the Golden Eye. Love I think. her in, in, yes, 100%. I, I love how she's like this sultry uh, vamp. Is that what I call her? It's a sultry vixen. It's like, yeah. she has this sexiness about her that is badass. And then, uh, you know, like the femme fatale that the, she could kill you, but with style. Something yes. like that. Oh, 100%. <laughs> okay. And then her portrayal of Ginger, she's really good. It's like she went into this gentle thing. Oh, she can do the Dark Phoenix because she's a really good actress doing oh, the gentle version and then the dark version. Okay. She, in Last Stand, was absolutely wonderful. I mean, she's the only good thing about about the Last yeah. Stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All okay. Right. Age of Apocalypse Gene or Ultimate Gene? Ultimate. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I think I like Age of Apocalypse Gene. Yeah. I think. Because he's much more stronger and much more uh mature with how she thinks with with the war. But there's a war, right? And she's more like a uh, battle ready, and uh, she's like a seasoned uh, X Men veteran or soldier in that time in the in that reality. Unlike with the Ultimates, they were young teens, uh, not so didn't mature much into like to have more uh, experience. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I love that. No, I think that response is uh, perfect. I think. Age of Apocalypse Gene is more war weary, and Ultimate Gene is still discovering herself. Yeah, you know, I mean, she certainly yeah. has a huge old arc. I haven't. Been, have you been reading Ultimate Invasion? I started reading it and then I fell asleep. So I don't Not even know what's yet. going. I don't even know what's going on with the Ultimate Universe. I 
I, th- I guess it's back. I wonder if we'll see Gene again. They're doing Ultimate Spider-Man. Hickman's doing it, but um, that's that's fun. Okay, what are your feels on Madeline Pryor? How much do you love? Do you love Madeline Pryor? Do you, are you happy she's back? What are your feels on her? Okay, I'm happy she's back because she deserves her own uh, personality, like I mean, her own character by herself, not not just the clone of Jean Grey. But 100%. I'm still oh, I not love sure. Uh, if her character is lovable or because she 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 she's uh like an antihero now, right? Yeah. So she's like lover hater, like like that. So she still has this insane qualities, like uh, you know, unstable um mental state, something like that. Yeah, unpredictable. Yeah, unpredictable. I mean- <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. She had no idea that she was a, a clone. And then she finds out she's a clone. Then she dies. And then she's hanging around with Nate Gray for a while. And then she becomes like a psychic ghost thing. Then she comes back again, is killed, and now is brought back. I mean, it will fuck up anyone. But I, I and you know, I like throwing the baby out, something like that. Oh, that you know, listen, this woman iconic. is evil. <laughs> this I evil. love how but, unapologetically evil she is. But I would like to give her a chance. I, I, uh, I'm glad she's back. I'm glad they gave they, they resurrected her to be her own woman. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to the development of her character. So, the thing that I, I we we were talking with Steve Fox from who's writing Dark X Men. We spoke to him a couple of days ago. One of the things that I love that he said was that we are developing Madeline. We we have stories of her already where she's lost her power, that she's gone bad. We're not going to do those stories anymore. We're going to focus on building Madeline and looking towards the future of like the strong, powerful, and passionate character that she is. And I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait to see where she's going to land in the Krakoan age okay yes okay. yes do you think madeline Pryor and nate gray are soulmates <laughs> there's only one I'm answer not sure no might no there's only one answer how could you <laughs> i'm really not sure <laughs> it's a weird it's so weird in the first place no it's not it's there's nothing weird about it because Nate is Gene's son, right? <laughs> oh, technically, technically, Nate <laughs> is not supposed to be an alternate reality version of Cable. Technically, Nate is his own character, and Gene and Cyclops from the Age of Apocalypse, he is a byproduct of their genetic material. Cable is the son of Madeline and G- and Cyclops. And Madeline right. and his mom... How can I explain that? I, I always fumble when I'm trying to explain this out loud. So his mom, Jean, Age of Apocalypse, Madeline is an alternate universe clone of his mom. In what weird way does that make it incest? In what weird way, uh, Mike? Uh, what weird way? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Their blood type. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Okay. So... Uh, so when Gene died, we got Rachel. When Gene died the original time, we got Rachel. When Gene died the second time, we got Hope Summers. Rachel Summers or Hope Summers, which is a better okay. character? Uh, Rachel. Okay. Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel because uh, she has more experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been through the toughest times of war. Mm-hmm. 
for a very long time and then she traveled back to the present and she had to deal with her mother not accepting her at first and then the phoenix gave her enough control for the power of the force and then she was able to handle it yeah she was so with hope uh she's she still has a more way to go but i like her i, I like hope but i like rachel better if comparing the two of them because rachel has more depth for now she has more experience she has more uh, uh she has lived uh, more challenges in her life compared to hope there I, but I, I like hope i think there's more to discover about hope yet i agree with you and i think a lot of readers like hope now but there were years where we didn't know what was going on with hope that she seemed a little wayward after avx they kind of like after yeah. AVX, she was kind of forgotten about for a little bit and and now the sideline yeah and now she, she because, now, and now she has a great story yeah before when I, uh, one of my favorites said it was second coming and then everyone thought she's a reincarnation of jean gray and then oh, we've or she's about a daughter that. a phoenix daughter of jean gray something i still believe that though because there was no father right no there was no baby spaulding has an unnamed father you're right it, it's she's not like real. she's like uh, uh, a phoenix force manifested baby i think yeah so no. it's like it's like in christianism like yeah. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, something like that. Yeah, Immaculate Conception. Agree. Agree. Yeah. That was, I think that was, your, that, that's never, they've never named a father for hope. And it was heavily implied when they revealed that her mom was a firefighter with the last name Spalding, that that she just turned up pregnant one day. So we, we've never dove deep into that. I wish they would. Originally, we've talked about this before on the podcast. Hope was supposed to be Gene editorially. She was supposed to be Jean, and then somehow during Second Coming and AVX that era, they decided not to go that route. They they changed directions, and she became her own character, which yes. it works. I'm happy they did because I do like Hope as her own character now. It, it will yeah. it, right now. I think the character is really great, but okay. And also, I think that it's really hard to replace Jean Grey ever, ever because if they, they they try that with Madeline, with Rachel, and now with yeah. Hope, it doesn't work. You really have to put the real Jean Grey back. Even Teen Jean, I, even though she was technically yeah, even the real Teen Jean, even the the future Teen Jean, you know the the one with the sorn thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. even the A AOA Jean that King? was short hair and then became powerless. Yeah, they've tried to. I always talk about Jean, our Jean, real Jean was dead for years, but they kept bringing in alternate versions of Jean, and she was at the heart <laughs> like, of so many. Here's stories. your genius, like. Teasing the fans. Oh, here's a yeah. Jean Grey. Yeah, no, but it's the not real the real one. one. <laughs> I Thank you for remembering history how it was because a lot of people forget that. It's, you know, they teased us that Hope was Jean until they didn't. Then we got Age of Apocalypse Jean. Then we got Zornetta. And then we got Teen Jean. Well, Teen Jean and Zornetta were at the same time, but you know what I'm saying. And then finally we got our real Jean back. But it's like, damn, you know, Jean, our Jean was gone for a long time. But, okay. Yeah. So, so, wait, wait, any customs that you're working on right now that you can... Okay, yes. Uh, I just finished this last night. I know. It's the Hellfire Gala Jean in Famka's likeness. 
Okay. I know you sent this uh, to me, and you sent this it as a bomb. You're so smart to do that because a I cou- a couple of years. Yes, this is a couple of years in the making because it's really hard to find time to make customs for myself now because I'm doing the work for the other people. Okay, so here I put a lot of thought and effort to it. Hang on, let me pin. I hope. Pin. I hope I make Mr. Russell Dotterman proud to have made his design. Oh. For this, Mike, that's. Gorgeous. I sent you a picture. Okay, I'll send you a picture later, so you can maybe post it. Oh yeah, your edit. 100%. Oh my okay. god, yes. So here's the back, and then uh, that's oh, how long the trail god. is. How long did it take you to make this? Years. <laughs> I think it's a couple of years. Because was... I, 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 when I have a small time, I, I just work some progress to it and then leave it. It's gorgeous. Oh my gosh, Mike. Mike, that's gorgeous. That's stunning. Look at her. So regal. And and we're reminded that she that Famka just is an incarnation of Jean. It's just it's one hundred percent. Yes, her face, like the eyebrows. I I almost memorized her face already, like the jawline, the lips, the eyes. You need to write her. Whenever, whenever that. I repaint a Jean Grey figure, I have to make it look a little bit like her, to to the, uh as much as I can. Yeah, well, and I, I also have. Oh, thank you. I'm also doing another project for Calvin. This is for Calvin. Oh can yes! Oh my gosh! And hey, we love Calvin. That's Calvin from the Ashes Familia. Who has yes. a wonderful Instagram account? Wait, let me pin that. Oh my gosh. It's so, if you're just listening to this episode, it's this year's Hellfire Gala, Jean, with her high pony and her freaking beautiful. I This is my favorite Hellfire Gala look okay. for Jean. Uh, I'm going to also make that with a Famka face for my own collection eventually. So, this is a. Difficult and very challenging one because I'm gonna have to put the glitters on her outfit and then the the wired long pants. So there, the hair is movable though. I I'm love still not finished hair. with the hair. So so when you put the head, yeah. we'll be able to to change you the position it, of the hair. You got how like how it moves in the comics, like the fluidity of how her hair and the high pony moves. Oh, thank you. Oh, it looks yeah, so okay. good. How long has it taken you to do this one? Uh, this one, uh, let's say, if I focus my time on a single figure, like this one, straight, including the drying hours, could take a week. Wow, a week? Sorry, my voice. A week? A week? <laughs> a week, given that I have time to rest and do other stuff yeah so there a week that, that's a really quick turnaround so because i uh, i first you you plan you plan uh, let's say i'm gonna do this there's a sketch i'm gonna do this character i have to brainstorm and plan how i'm gonna pull it up what parts i need uh how I'm, am i gonna do the hair how am i gonna do the spikes so it's a lot of mental that's brainstorming perfect. Okay, so first you clean. Uh, you you have your body parts, 
you put them together and then you clean the joints so when you paint it or, or, or when it's painted it doesn't rub the paint off with, with the friction of movement and posing so i have to clean the joints cut them and trim them sand them and then uh check for the proportions so what do you need to add what do you, i need to to lessen you know the, the the shape of the body the hourglass the boobs the hips the waist the the arms and then how i'm gonna put the elements of her outfit like the spikes that will still allow some sort of movement and then how i'm gonna put the the fabrics or the hair so the hair uh is one of the major processes of the of my customization so how i'm gonna put the hair or how am i gonna start with making a hair of this design so i'm gonna think what's inside of that hair i'm imagining like a real hair or a wig and then i'm imagining which which the longest part so i'm gonna sculpt that first as the base and then i'm gonna add the other elements that goes around it the other strands so i did it strand by strand until i get to the top yeah. so that's for the ponytail but if it's uh laid down here i start from the back and then I'm gonna go to the sides until to the top and do the hairline. It's like putting extensions on a wig or, or a person. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. Mike, I have to tell you, the entire thought process you put in these customs, it's just, it's so refreshing to hear your passion comes through. Can I ask, if someone wanted to do a custom, how do they go about it? Do they just DM you on Instagram or do they DM you on your Facebook page? How do how can folks okay. who want a custom reach out to you for it? Okay, uh, Instagram mostly because I'm more active on Instagram than my Facebook page or Facebook because in Facebook I don't immediately see the messages from non-friends or, or the others mail. It doesn't show up immediately. So in Instagram, it's easier to reach me. So if I can check the re message requests, I can uh, reply maybe when I have time. But right now, the list is really long, <laughs> really long. Some some have been waiting for a couple of years already. I, wow. I'm so sorry. But I'm trying to get into them slowly to make progress. And then I, I always intend to bring out the best result as much as I can. So you have a very unique collection to have from me. I love that. No, I mean, I I was looking oh. at your Instagram this morning while I was getting my coffee and you're, you, you posted one of Gambit recently and that Gambit, his hair up like that, holding the card, the flame. It's just the effects, the passion, everything you bring to your customs is evident. So where so so Instagram is the best place to reach you. There's a wait list for customs, but if they, folks just want to see all the beautiful art you're posting, you're at Phoenix underscore force underscore creation, right? Do I have that right? Yes. Yeah. Phoenix yes. underscore force underscore creation. And you're so receptive. Mike, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy you for you to have me. Finally. No, I, I, I am a fanboy. <laughs> I as you know, I am a fan of yours. So it is the pleasure is all mine to be able to discuss with you today.